Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks for joining us on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, I'm visiting with Rachel Jones from Nourishing Minimalism. Rachel, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks, Amy. I'm excited to join you. Minimalism is something that, you know, a lot of people kind of have a misconception about. They sort of think, like, it's going to be like a cold, stark, like, you know, you can have, like, two things, (laughs) like a monk-like existence. And it's actually not like that at all. And so I love that you that your the name of your site is Nourishing Minimalism because I think that like more completely describes what it's really about. Definitely. I I think so. You know, we doing what we need to do for our you know, like you focus on health and what you eat and mm-hmm. and our surroundings are the same, you know, they mm-hmm. they affect our health as well. And so when we're oh, absolutely. comfortable with our surroundings and we have things that we love around us instead of, you know, when your home is full of clutter, then that's just kind of a negative downer all the time. You see it and it's just negative thoughts going through your head. So yeah. clearing that out definitely improves your health too. Oh, it so does. And, you know, it's really amazing. Um, you know, we sort of had our own little journey to um, to declutter when um, we were selling our farm and we were going to be doing real food road trips. So, you know, we were moving from 3,000 square feet um, and a farm to 400 square feet and a motorhome to travel the country. And I kind of freaked out because I thought there's no way I could ever do that. Like how, you know, we had looked at tiny houses, we had looked at all kinds of things, and I thought, I don't know how people do that because that's such a little amount of space and I've got so much stuff and I need so much stuff, you know, like that was in my head, like I've got to have it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really realize what, what it was like draining from me, how much energy that stuff was holding. Um, yeah, it so does. And then when we, you know, got rid of everything except our essentials, it was amazing how little we actually needed um, in our daily life. Definitely. And, you know, I think as part of my journey is coming, uh, you know, stripping down everything. I've had to be real with myself. And because so much of what we have, we're trying to either convince ourselves that we are a certain way or portray mm-hmm. ourselves a certain way. And so when you break it down to just the essentials, then you face yourself. And, yeah. and you, like, it's an adjustment. Like, it's not always easy, but definitely we start to love ourselves and be comfortable in our own skin. So, yeah, I really love that. And, you know, that's such an important point because, you know, a lot of times I think that we do surround ourselves with um, things of a life that we think we should be living or that we kind of want to be living, but isn't really reality. Yeah. You know, and I definitely had that when I, um, before I really kind of started my real food journey, Um, which kind of was like the tipping point for me. Like we always sort of talk about that was my gateway in was, you know, changing the way I was eating, changed the way I was thinking about the world, you know, and it just kind of like rippled through my entire life. And and I think that's the story for many people. They come in through different avenues, but once they start changing something in their life, it ripples out to affect other things. 
I was living in a suburb of Dallas and sort of an affluent suburb, and we sort of had a lot of, um, I don't know, just like obligations and just like social conventions on how things should look and how a house should be set up and what, you know, what a woman should have in her home and like all these kind of things that I never really questioned because it was what I kind of grew up with and, and I grew up in the Dallas area. So it's kind of that Southern mentality and just a lot of different and not knocking that at all. Cause of course my family's there and I absolutely love the area, but there was definitely sort of a cultural thing that went along with setting up a house. And, you know, I had canopy plates for different happy hours with different groups of people I mean it was like and those parties like rarely happen and if they did like honestly everybody would have been happy eating off of like paper plates or like our normal (laughs) our normal dishes because it really was just about getting together it wasn't about having to be this like perfect Stepford hostess or this you know like all these other things and I didn't realize how much time and energy um, and money was tied up in sort of like creating that facade Yes. Um, because that's really what it was. It was a facade. It wasn't real life. It was the HGTV version where somebody, like, I kind of felt like maybe, what, is somebody going to come in and film my happy hour and it, it all has to be Pinterest ready and, yeah. you know, this whole other world, right? And it, it affects, like, you know, the, the shame that we feel, too, because we, um, particularly as women, I think we, we beat ourselves up, like, you know, you see those those special dishes like oh yeah I should I should be that perfect host why am I not exactly and I need to be I need to be I should be you know it's all the needs and the shoulds and the obligations and all that and at the core of it you know we really just want the connection we really just want um to have that party and to have you know I mean it's yeah so it's really nice to kind of shed all that and and not have to worry about that. And of course, like, I absolutely take pride in my home. I absolutely take pride in, um, you know, when people come over, like, I want things to look nice and orderly and, and you know, present a, a good self. But at the same time, it's it's authentic. It's genuine. It's not about putting on airs or doing something, like, outside of what I would normally do. Right. So, and just aside from all of that, I think that um, it's so lovely, it is so lovely to sort of like know what you have, you know, you don't have cupboards and and closets and drawers crammed with stuff that you don't even know what's in there. Um, You know what you have, it's somewhat organized, I won't say it's always perfect, um, but it at least has a home where it could go live. And to know that I'm not like rebuying things at the store because I've lost things. Um, and, and, and I know that like, okay, I need X, Y, Z here. It is. Um, I'll go and get it. I'll use it. I'll put it back. Like that's like a whole different concept than like what I used to have. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you sort of been, um, passionate about, you know, being organized and efficient and kind of this nourishing minimalism? So honestly, I have always wanted it. I always liked going to motels and just having that simplicity. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to incorporate that in, into my own home. And I really didn't even think it was possible. So I I got married young. I was 18 and I got pregnant within three months and then mm-hmm. just had babies back to back. So by the time I was 21, I had three little boys. And life was really overwhelming because... I was going to say, it must be chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And, you know, there's so much, like, if you don't know how to keep a house or organize a house, Mm -hmm. then there's all these 
products that are supposed to do it for you. You know, they're supposed mm-hmm. to make your babies, you know, perfect little angels, or they're supposed to cook dinner for you. Like they, you know, you think, oh, this is it. This is the answer. And and instead they they just create more clutter because it's just one mm-hmm. more thing in the house. And um, so my mom taught me how to clean the house. I knew how to go in and clean the bathroom or clean the kitchen, but I didn't know how to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And so we lived in just clutter, and I was I had this fear of getting rid of anything, um, particularly mm-hmm. papers. So things would pile up. And I, when I, when I got too big of a pile, I would put it in a box and stuff it in the mm-hmm. closet. Oh, I totally did that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, because you might need something, right? Yes, you didn't want to yes, throw like well, the crucial thing away. And and being so young, and you know, I think that's part of it. Now with my kids, I I teach them like as we go along, like okay, I've had this, you know, I can throw it away now. Because um, mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I just. You know, some people are born born organized, and they, right. and and it wasn't me. Um, me either. So so yeah, I you know it didn't take very long before all the all the boxes and piles of clutter you know didn't fit in the closet, and they were taking up more and more space. And, and with three little boys to run around after, I mean, there's like no time. No, there's no. <laughs> there's not much time. And no. and I did suffer from depression. I think I had some postpartum depression, but then I mm-hmm. also had just so much, and it was overwhelming. And mm-hmm. and I had the shame of you know, well, what if someone stopped by? Then I was right. just completely embarrassed if they were to come into my house. And right. And so um, it went on for you know with that for quite a few years. Um, mm-hmm. And there were times during that where I'd, I'd get better or, you know, we got we got a bigger house and then more was in the garage or more was in a spare bedroom. And so right. the main areas tended to, to stay fairly picked up, but, but it was always a struggle for me. Um, and then around 2008, I was on a, a forum online and there was this challenge issued of getting rid of 2008 things in 2008. Oh, wow. So I thought, okay, I need to do this. And and my husband's a graphic designer, so he went to the office and created this sheet with all its little check boxes. And, oh, cool. <laughs> and brought it home for me, and I started getting rid of stuff and marking boxes off. And the kids got into it, and they um, color in different colors in the boxes. And later on that year, we had our toilet overflow in the bathroom. And so my stash of junk was in the basement, and mm. the basement's unfinished. It's not exactly usable space. So I just I would just go throw stuff down there. You know, no one ever yeah. went down there. And right. and then the toilet overflowed, and it was horrible. It was a horrible overflow, and I had to get rid of all of that. So I in one fail swoop, have, all of it gone. Well, not exactly. I okay. I went down, and this is what changed my my way of decluttering because before I'd go to a cupboard and I'd look, you know, well, what can I get rid of? And mm-hmm. I'd pull a few things out and I'd get rid of them. And the house was improved, but it didn't stay that way. Mm-hmm. So, especially with kids, because like new stuff's always coming in. Always. It is always. And they're always in. at different ages and stages. And yeah, I can only imagine. Yes. So, um, so it shifted it to where 
I was looking at something and like, okay, do I actually want this enough to clean off this sewage waste? Uh-huh. And and it turns out that there really isn't that much that I loved enough to do that with. <laughs> to do that. Imagine that. <laughs> so I got rid of a lot and it freed me up to like, okay, if you think about it in that way, if you pull everything out and you just pick mm-hmm. out the ones that you really love and you really like, you will keep so much less yes. than than if you just pick and choose the ones that you really hate. So Yeah. Oh, that's like a great tip. That's a really good way to look at it. And it's, you know, funny that yours came through such a dramatic, <laughs> you know, way. And But it but the lesson is so universally yeah. um, applicable because, yeah, if you look at it with like, is this really serving me? Do I really want this in my space? Do I really love it? And if this were covered with sewage, would I clean it off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. So, yes. Yeah, so now we live... Um, we live in a smaller house, and it's 1,132 square feet, uh-huh. and we have seven people in our house right now. Yeah. Um, so we have six kids, ranging in age from a year and a half to 19. Our 19-year-old is in boot camp as we... Oh, wow. So... Um, so down to seven. <laughs> so down to seven, and, and with getting rid of so much, um, you know, it didn't seem... I guess it seemed more doable to stay in yeah. a smaller house, whereas we were yeah. looking like, oh no, we're gonna need to, <laughs> we're gonna need to find a place that's bigger, and mm-hmm. um, and really we just have a few years left with the older boys, so um, you know we can do it for two more years, and then they're out of right. the house, and we're down, back down to five people, mm-hmm. so so it works. I think um, the older boys would prefer more space to themselves but Mm -hmm. but they um they do well here and it it gives a kind of a a forced togetherness like you you know you can't get away so you learn how to get along get along and i think it's really (laughs) healthy you know there's so many stories like for for thousands of years people just lived in tiny little houses and Mm -hmm. and um so yeah, I think it's been it's been good. Of course, it has its challenges, but sure. Um, but so do big homes, you know. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, um, there are so many advantages to living in a smaller home, and you know, I mean, that means different things for different people. Um, but I think that you know, just I mean, cost savings, of course, but you know, maintenance is less yeah. and. Um, and like you said, the togetherness, I think, is a really beautiful thing. Um, and it certainly makes sense in that space for everything to have a place and everything to have a purpose. Um, because that way there there is room for those activities that are nourishing and not stuff that's just taking up space and driving everybody crazy to move out of the way every day. Exactly. So I have noticed that for a, a big part of my minimalism is it definitely helps with cooking real food mm-hmm. um, because I, well, I love really real food. It's important to me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when you go into the kitchen and you have a mess that meets you there or you have, yeah. um, you know, so many pots and pans that you have to, like, dig through them to find the one that you want, it's not as as easy to just go in and Mm -hmm. cook a meal like it takes much more mental preparation and it takes much more physical preparation and so you know one of my my 
things is because I was a messy person. That's just kind of like who I had who I had been. And minimalism helps me control that because we have we have a smaller amount of dishes, and mm-hmm. you you're forced into washing the dishes regularly. Yes, that's what I notice here. You know, in the motorhome, like again, we were kind of forced into a smaller space, and so we had to get creative. And I mean, my farmhouse kitchen, I had kind of like every gadget, and you know, like I had three sets of Pyrex and like all this stuff, and it's like. Now I have just, like, one set, and they all fit together, and I actually got rid of some of the pieces I didn't use that often, uh-huh. um, like, for storage and stuff. I didn't use it that often, and it, like, really, it absolutely forces you to use what you have and to wash it and put it away. Yes, which means... <laughs> and then how nice to go into the kitchen. Yes, it's always yeah. nice. It's all, you know, like, every time you get in there, you enjoy being in there, mm-hmm. which um, makes a big difference when you're looking at, like, okay, do I cook or do I order pizza? <laughs> when you're fried and you go in that kitchen and it's a mess or you know like it's about to be a mess like it took you so long to get it clean it's like oh gosh I just you know I bow out today and so having that you know ready to go and knowing that it's not going to be this huge overwhelming thing will help keep you yeah um, you know on the straight and narrow and I love like on your website you have a great um tour of your kitchen and you you know go through like this is this is our kitchen and this is what we use and you have pictures of like where your dishes are and you know I think that's really eye-opening for a lot of people I'll put the link to this on our show notes on the blog Um, but uh, I think it's really eye-opening for people to take a look and go okay this is a kitchen that's you know feeding seven to eight people depending on who's there whenever Um, and that's really powerful because I think people can go okay well if she's doing this with you know as many as eight people at home um what can I do with two three four you know in my house and and I mean I've seen your recipes I know you cook beautiful amazing food um so (laughs) so it's lovely to see you know where you're actually doing that yeah Yeah, and you know, minimalism looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. So what I like to tell people is that, you know, it's just getting to the spot where where you can do everything you need to do in the easiest way possible. So sometimes that means that. that we have tools. Like it's not like I'm not against kitchen appliances. Right. But... Um, and, you know, if you cook a particularly special diet, like a grain-free diet, you end up needing more of those appliances. Mm-hmm. And and so that's, you know, that's fine, of course. Uh, there's no perfect way to do it. But, right. but getting down to just what works makes the organization easier. And, and like you said, having a place for everything. And so if you think, oh, I want to cook, you know, this particular meal tonight and I need my blender, you don't have to dig it out from the back right. cupboard. It's because yeah. it's just right there and it's easy to grab. So it's much easier to cook that special meal. Well, I love how you've got, like I'm looking at your kitchen tour right now, and I love how you've got a space for your Excalibur dehydrator because, <laughs> you know, I love my dehydrator and I love, you know, doing like seeds and nuts, dried fruit. You know, after I soak my seeds and nuts, I throw them in the dehydrator. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, dried fruit or, or fruit leathers or anything like that. Um, but, you know, it was like at our on our farmhouse, we actually didn't have a space, which is ridiculous to me now because it was such an enormous 
kitchen, <laughs> but this was down in the basement. And so anytime I wanted anything to do with the dehydrator, I had to go down into the basement, into the root cellar, get it out, bring it all the way upstairs. I mean, it was ridiculous. Right. Um, and so, if you know, and I'm sure, and I know now that there was so much in my kitchen that I wasn't using that I didn't need. Um, and I could have made a space for that and made my life a lot easier. Right. Um, and saved a lot of time. <laughs> So it's great to, um, yeah, like you said, it looks different for everybody and figure out what you use in your family and what you really don't. Are there things that, I mean, I had like waffle irons and bizarre things that I didn't make waffles, you know, so (laughs) all kinds of crazy stuff in there. Yeah, That's great. I love it. And so you actually um, now help people um, do this in their own lives. I do. Yes, I do um, personal one-on-one coaching, um, mm-hmm. if that's what people need. And then I also have a membership site where I do videos walking you through every single decluttering task, okay. just like all around your house. So we go through oh, nice. one room at a time. And, mm-hmm. you know, when when I talk about decluttering, I always want people to start in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And part of that is because we're in the kitchen, like that's, a room we're in a lot and it's a more utilitarian type room so we're not as attached to the things in there so we can okay think through them like with I, I guess a little more logic than mm-hmm. other parts of our house and that's a great tip I wouldn't have actually thought about that that's really cool yeah well and particularly if you have children you're in the kitchen constantly mm-hmm. and and if you, you know, if you cook real food, then it's an important place for you. And so it's the best place to start, really. So when you're working in the kitchen and it's clean and you can see that and enjoy it on a regular basis, then it tends to spread to the rest of your house because it's inspiring. Yeah, it is inspiring, and that's true. It's kind of like when you see that change right away, it's like, oh, look, like something happened, and it's going to just ripple out, and you kind of get that a little bit of a high, like, oh, I, I did it. Like, now what would happen if I do my closet or my office or yes. something like that? What can I tackle next? Exactly. So another big thing that I address in in all my decluttering coaching is routines. So, Amy, do you have a routine set up, like a morning and evening routine that you do? It's kind of like naturally happens, the same thing every day. It's not like a written down, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, just sort of an order. Yeah, so when I started, I didn't really have a routine. I would leave the kitchen, like, uh, you know, the dishes would pile up until there were no more dishes, and mm-hmm. then I would wash them. And now I am forced into that, but I also rely on routines. So, mm-hmm. you know, I get up and we have breakfast and I do the dishes and I start a load of laundry and I have a whole list that I work through. It really takes about 15 minutes to do mm-hmm. my morning routine, but that's how the house stays clean now. Okay. Because it kind of gives you that check and checks and balances. So it's like, okay, so I get up and I do this and I mean, especially like, so important for for families like to stay on top of the dishes the laundry like you know it's always like taming that laundry monster right so if you get that load started in the morning you know you've got time during the rest of the day it's not like oh no it's 11 o'clock at night and I don't have any laundry for tomorrow 
Right. So when you start out, like I had to have check boxes for myself. I had a you know a to do list like this is my morning routine and this is my evening mm-hmm. routine. And now that I've done it for such a long time, it's just habit, and I don't mm-hmm. actually you know purpose to do it. So it almost feels like the house maintains itself because I'm not nice. really paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm just doing right. It's autopilot. Yes. And that's so awesome because it doesn't take the mental energy. And I think, you know, so many people think, oh, my gosh, like another thing to manage, like staying on top of my house, whatever. But, you know, it might be that way for the first little bit until you get it into a routine. But once it is, like you said, it's almost like magic how it just kind of maintains itself. And then you have that mental energy freed up to focus on other things. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. And so after the kitchen, do you have, like, a specific room that people go to then, or is it just sort of, like, what they need, or how does that work? So in my membership site, they can do whatever rooms that they feel like they need to work on. But Mm -hmm. if I'm walking someone through decluttering their whole house, I would go all the main living areas first. So Mm -hmm. it's so because that's where we spend most of our time. So that's where you're going to notice the um, peace and the calmness come in is when those areas are cleaner and more organized. So we Mm -hmm. go through the kitchen and then the living room and master bedroom and bathroom. And then from there it varies, but, but that's my main focus. I really like that because, like you said, that's where you're going to spend the majority of your time. And, you know, I think a lot of people jump in and try to start with a basement or a garage or that extra room that you're going to be able to shut the door and not see, you know, that, like, kind of junk room that some people have. I had one of those for a long time. So a lot of people think, oh, I've got to start there. But I really like that you start with rooms that are going to make the most impact for you. And it is about peace and calmness. It's amazing what a difference that brings in. And some people might go, well, why does the stack of papers or these extra books or whatever, like, is that really, like, causing me stress? But it is, like, and you almost don't realize it until it's gone. Yes. It's like it crowds your mind, like, mm-hmm. um, because everything that you see, you know, we're such a visual people. And so mm-hmm. you look at something, and the first thought is, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to deal with that. Right. And so when you have things all around you, those thoughts are really constant. Your your to-do list is always there just running through yeah. your mind. Running through your mind, yes. And then you feel kind of like a failure sometimes because that's like, oh, I didn't do that and I didn't do that and I didn't do that. And like, oh, my God, like, did I get anything done? Exactly. <laughs> it's awful. And we, we tend to compare ourselves pretty much to Pinterest because yeah. no one's house is like that all the time. No. And and so we have this idea that, like, okay, what's wrong with me? Why can't I take care of this? Right, right. Everybody else has it figured out, yep. like, why did I miss that day in school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what magic lesson did I miss? Yeah, it's so true. And, um, you know, I think especially with um, changing your lifestyle, like changing to real food and changing, you know, there's so many, like, changes going on there's like new stuff coming in and new techniques and things to learn it's like this helps make the space for that and it kind of gives you that soft landing place um so that you know you kind of have that routine to fall back on you have the space to um to cook and to be creative and to learn these things um without it just all becoming a huge overwhelming mess yeah 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's really powerful. Um, you know, and it's just, it's so important. I Like I said, I, I really didn't realize um, how much mental space this stuff was taking up. And, you know, I had, when we lived in Texas and we moved to Connecticut, I... Um, I really thought I got rid of a lot of stuff. I had three huge garage sales. I donated tons of stuff. We got rid of most of our big furniture, you know, dining tables and sectional sofas and beds. And I mean, we got rid of all of that. But it still magically took the largest moving truck, and we didn't even have enough room in that. We had to go get a U-Haul trailer and oh. tow it behind our car. And I can't, like, now... You know, when we moved from Maine down to um, Texas to get ready for our motorhome, the Real Food Road Trip, um, we had a 6 by 12 trailer, and that was it. That's awesome. <laughs> Once, I mean, yeah. it's such a difference, one 6 by 12 trailer, and it wasn't even full. Um, so, I mean, it is a process, and it does take time, Like, but I really didn't think, like, that was ever going to be me, and I kind of thought, like, oh, you know, I don't really even have that much stuff because my house didn't look cluttered, it didn't feel cluttered. Right. Um, of course, now looking at pictures, I'm like, oh, my gracious. <laughs> like, how was it ever like that? You know, but then it didn't feel that way. It was all very decorated and done up. And, I mean, like I had like a wine cabinet with a shelf above it and a perfect little wine art and like all these little tchotchkes of, you know, like little fleur-de-lis statues and all these weird little things that's like, I didn't care about that stuff. It was $2, you know, little statues from Ross or whatever, you know, like bargain things. And it just looked pretty, yeah. but it wasn't serving any purpose. And it was something to dust and something to pack and something to move. And yes. yeah, it just took up space. So I think that's great. And I love that you walk people through on video. It's good to have the connection. I think, I think videos help in the sense that you feel more connected. So you're in it together. Um, yeah. And, you know, clutter tends to isolate us, so we feel so alone in our struggle, and really there's so many of us. I I don't know a percentage, but I think it's probably more than half of the population because I don't think there's that many people that are born organized. And I like that. I mean, clutter does tend to isolate you because, like you said, you don't really want somebody in. You're like, you feel like, why don't I have it together, and they must. Yeah. And so somebody is coming to your door or whatever. I do remember there were times that, I mean, just house wasn't, re you know, up to company ready, and I wasn't hair and makeup done and all that, and I wouldn't let somebody in. And it's like I missed that chance for connection, yeah. for hanging out with a friend because I was worried about that. And honestly, like, do people really care? I mean, because their house looks like that too. Yeah. It's and they know that when your hair and makeup's not done, they still love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, it's so helpful that you share all of this and, and the journey and doable steps. I mean, I, I read um, your ebook long ago. I know that you've transformed that into the video class, which I love and I think is great. Um, but back when you had an ebook, it was felt like it was just so nourishing and, you know, nourishing minimalism, but so supportive and not judging. And it really just was step by step. Um, and it felt very doable. Yes. You know, that was important to me is I had to break things down and I had to learn to focus on on each room and doing each task. You know, we're a distracted society and mm -hmm. and everything distracts us. And you walk into the kitchen and you think, oh, I'm going to do the dishes. And then you see the mail and you go 
fiddle with the mail and then you you know go off oh, to I gotta call about the bill and, <laughs> and and the day goes by and you're like I was busy all day but nothing got done right. and and so um, that's part of what I do in my in my program is make sure that people focus because when you focus and and you get that one area completed and it feels so good and you feel like you can actually accomplish something. So you have that motivation and that confidence behind you. I love that. It's so important. And you know what? I think that that can almost only come from someone that's been there because you know what it feels like to have been in that stressful, overwhelming, clutter-filled situation and you had to overcome it. And it's kind of like, you know, when... I talk to people about changing their lifestyle and doing real food and holistic health and all that. Like, I get it, the struggle, because I was there. Right. And I know what it's like to be sick and overwhelmed. And so, like, when you can come out the other side and, like, help people shortcut so they don't have to go through all the trials that exactly. you went through. I mean, what a gift, right? Yes. It took me, like close to, I don't know, probably three years before I started seeing a difference in my home just because I was so distracted and sporadic. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, you know, hopefully within about three to six months, you can have your home decluttered. Wow. That's incredible. That's a huge, huge thing for people, and it makes such an impact on every area of their life. So I think it's just really big. And, you know, I mean, that's why I'm passionate about talking with that with people in the real food lifestyle because it's like this can make a huge difference in your health just and people go but clutter it's like yeah because you know we talk a lot about the thoughts and emotions um and of course connections in our essential elements of whole health and this mm. fits right into that yeah right into that when well, also non-toxic living because a lot of the stuff that you get out of there um, is stuff that you're no longer using or, you know, especially as you're, like, cleaning out your um, medicine cabinet yes. and, you know, the under the sink with all your cleaners. Yes. So so on my journey and, like, trying to have less and less, like, the cleaners particularly, like, I have, you know, I found what works with just, like, oh, I can have one basic cleaner that does mm -hmm. all of it and it, it doesn't have that toxic fumes that, right. that all the others combined did and exactly and yeah I it has really kind of enveloped my my whole life and that you know I cook I cook very simply I you know we try to have alternatives to over-the-counter medications so we really don't have a lot in our medicine cabinet and we don't have any prescription medications which is you know that's right. a big deal and it's a big deal and our cleaners and the things that that you use like on your body like all the healthcare mm -hmm. products like we've reduced those because you know just our personal care routine has been simplified and well my skin looks better and yes. I feel better and it, so it really does envelop whole life it so does I love that well thank you so much for being with us today I really appreciate it I think this is really helpful and again I just absolutely love um, your website your style your voice the way that you you know are so supportive and help guide people through the process because I think that that's kind of like having a best friend that can come over and help you get things cleaned out <laughs> thank you amy i'm i'm just thrilled to have talked to you today it's been great thank you so much okay we'll talk to you soon okay bye-bye okay,
Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.